Hi everyone, and welcome to Marvelous WandaVision, where each week we talk about the Marvelous WandaVision. I've definitely <laughs> used that intro before. It seems the most obvious one. I'm Matthew Vose. I'm joined by Abby. Hello. And I'm joined by Laura. Hello. As ever, just so you know. Um, this week we are discussing previously on a a very different type of show. No credits, no credit song, no please stand by at the end. It, it's interesting how much this is like that other episode four that we had. Where what was it? We interrupt this program. Mm, yeah. That told us all about the MCU side of things, and this is now filling us in again, catching us up ahead of big episodes. <laughs> so, what did we think about the episode? Well, firstly, this is the first time I've ever been annoyed at the Marvel indent because normally I enjoy a good bop. I don't think that's the right word, but you know, the bit that they do at the beginning uh, with the Marvel theme. And I normally enjoy a good bop along to that, but this time I was like, get on with it, get on with it, I want to see what happens. Um, but they completely saved it with the purple logo change. Um, they changed the Marvel logo from red to purple. I was like, yeah, okay, you, you've rescued yourself. <laughs> um, I loved this episode, absolutely loved it, to the point that I've abandoned a load of my previous theories and whether I care about them or not, because <laughs> this was just emotion. Mm -hmm. and beautiful emotion and beautifully done and tons of exposition but done in a way it didn't feel like exposition you know it didn't feel like oh clunk there's that bit and um and that basically just broke my heart and it makes me think that what comes next is going to break it even further Ooh, okay abby very mixed bag Ooh. very very mixed bag very very high highs and my most annoyance <laughs> my greatest annoyance is this decor related annoyance or if there is no decor issue no it's okay. like, a lie no sorry no i do have a problem i have a prop issue <laughs> so oh, we'll get to that i think i know what it is but okay. oh good okay <laughs> i'm enjoying that i'm becoming predictable it's, it's like a dream of mine i just as a quick thing, I've been rewatching all the episodes up to this as well, mm. uh, having watched it. Yeah, the ident is 35 seconds. <laughs> it's 35 seconds of a 23-minute show. Oh, That's a lot, a lot of time. Percentage. Went... Yeah. This was a lot longer than that. This was like 40-something minutes and all, wasn't it? Well, you know what I mean, though? But like, no, yes. every single episode. And, and it, it works cinematically. When you're at the movies and you get that thing and you're reminded of Ragnarok and Endgame and Captain Marvel and the great highs of this this series, I don't need that on my weekly TV, frankly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's the rant over. Um, I really liked the world building to this. This absolutely appealed to my view of all the different things coming together, who's doing what, elements of the mystery box, even on the the previously on, where they make a point of showing him saying, she stole the Vision's body. <laughs> like, liar! Liar! <laughs> Terrible lies. Great. I'm, I'm so into how much we got from this episode um, to take out in that way. And more hexagons. Great. Brilliant. There were hexagons around the runes protecting the witch. Oh, this the runes true. were in hexagons, were they? Mm. Which I find very interesting, oh. including the very M-like rune that's very yeah. like the Scarlet Witch headpiece. Mm. Mm. I turned mm. all of that off for this, uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> on on the first watch, on the sixth watch? <laughs> the, 
We may have got up to six, yes. <laughs> nice. This is good. Nice. This is good. This is the expertise we're looking for on the podcast. <laughs> Obsession, I think. But yes. Yes. <laughs> let's call it that. Um Laura, let, let's head up the what you enjoyed about it then. Let's get into oh, what made just, this shine so brightly. It it just was the emotion and you know, the specific scenes that, that jump out. Um I mean I love I love so much of Agatha. She's just so deliciously mm-hmm. evil. And uh, Catherine Hans, literally magical. Mm, evil. Deliciously <laughs> evil, like in a nice way. Okay. I'm not. I'm not certain she's evil. I think. Why? Malevolent. That's but not. But no, they have never taken her to a point of you can't bring her back from that. Well, I thought that first scene with her. I thought it was interesting. Yes, you could read this as she wanted to be good. You know, she's saying, teach me and I want to be good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't buy that at all. Okay. Because <laughs> she does the, um, you know, she's saying, oh, no, no, I didn't do anything. I didn't do I didn't do anything. And then she says, I didn't break your rules. They just bent to my power. And then you see the smirk. <laughs> and I think it was just all, yeah, all of this. Oh, I could be good. No, don't believe it at all. Um, mm, okay. Yes, I would agree. Malevolent more than evil, mm. but um, but yeah, I just thought having so much of her mm. as pure Agatha. My, yeah, I loved her as Agnes, but this pure Agatha, I loved all of that. Um, and like I said it was just the emotion. I I don't know if we want to go into it now, but in particular the scene, well, two scenes: the one in the um, sword facility with Vision's body, and then realizing quite how much I found a new level of hatred for Hayward. Well, I thought we'd really hit rock bottom with him. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Always a lower place with that kind of person. Mm. <laughs> so that one, and then in the Avengers compound when they're watching TV, Wonder mm-hmm. and Vision, and that whole the description of grief. And but those are things I think I'd probably want to go into a bit more detail. So I don't actually want to do that now. We'll do that later. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting mentioning Haywood and grief. Mm. There is a moment when he's speaking to Wanda, um, and she she's talking about taking the body, taking Vision. Mm. And he says something like, not everyone on this world has the power to bring their soulmate back. And the way he delivers that line, there's a crack in there. And there is a real thing of, this is a guy who's been through the ringer, who has lost people close to him. And is just a, a little bit like we saw with Hawkeye, you know, has been through tragedy and has now gone to an extreme with it, maybe. Mm. It's got some of that to it. Okay. I, I, I have an edge of sympathy for him just from that moment. So this is where I need you because my hatred just obliterates all of that. <laughs> but it would make sense because early, uh, in the uh, whichever episode it was, when he's talking to Monica, um, and again, you get a bit of a break with him where he's like, you guys don't realize how difficult it was. Mm. And so I don't know, maybe maybe his soulmate didn't get blipped, but ended up not making it through because they couldn't cope with other people being blipped or yeah there was there was a, a, a there, it, it feels loss. like a story there yeah maybe i'm putting a story there that doesn't belong there it's because there's another point with him where when the hex expands and the lady behind him was like oh lucky she put the brakes on it he's like yeah i feel really lucky right now yeah and it's just this is a guy who sees that this is dangerous and things could go very wrong very fast Don't he, he make doesn't me care about him <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to care about him. It's fine. But he he doesn't seem to have got where he is quickly. Like there's there's a mm-hmm. a real sense of coming to a character quite far down the line of their story. And I think that's something mm. I really like about both the performance and the writing is that he is very much in his own show. 
you know, here's the lead in his mm-hmm. own show. And I really like that, you know, when the film, when the film, when the series kind of dips in on him, um, he is very much mid stuff. Um, he's mm-hmm. less explanatory than some of the other characters. He's less kind of bound to everybody else. He is doing something else. And, you know, we found out a lot more about that in our post credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but his journey and his plan is separate. Um, and, you know, is much more centred around vision. Just as Wanda's plan is centred around Wanda, his mm. plan is centred around vision. And mm. I think that's really interesting um, that there's no let-up in that. Yeah. But it's not his grief that we're here to talk about, I think. No. I think. no. Not today. That's so. enough Haywood for now. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't serve any more about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what in those scenes particularly spoke to you or rang out that, that you know, evoked such a reaction? The particularly it was with, well, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention the H word again. I <laughs> thought Hayward was nuts showing all powerful wonder. Well, why, come and look at this thing. I'm not going to warn you what it is, but have a look. And here is the mutilated body of your soulmate. And we're well, still mutilating it. Yeah. But is, isn't that the point? Isn't he hoping that she's going to lose it and do wiggly woos and then more vision? Yeah, but he also could have. Oh. She could have done wiggly woos and killed everybody. Yeah. Um, I just think it was a slightly risky. Absolutely, I think that's a note I made, Abby, with um when he says, "Not all of us have the power to mm. resurrect our soulmate." I did wonder, you know, one is he poking her to try and get see if she'll do it. Two, mm. has he now planted that idea? Because clearly that didn't appear to be something she'd thought of mm. the way she was reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the key, I mean, basically it's all of it, but particularly it's where she says, um, she does the wiggly woos on, uh, Vision's head and says, I can't feel you. And when, if you think back to Infinity War, all mm. I can yep. feel is you. Yep. <laughs> and and that, that's what he says to her as she kills him. Yep. I feel you. But mm. I think, and also, don't they say it earlier where doesn't, when yeah, in, in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. she's wiggly wooing at the mind zone to try and see, cause it's been <laughs> trying to tell him something or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love your own language now for this, um, <laughs> and uh, and again, I think she, I think she then says, "All I can feel is you," mm. and so yeah, just oh, rip my heart out. Mm-hmm. So that, and then then as mm-hmm. we go on to the, um, and then I was really shocked when she didn't take the body because I'd always assumed she'd taken the body, mm. no matter. And yeah, really liked that. I thought that really... was, I did not see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. Really liked that, but we are going way down the episode. <laughs> this is because uh, I have tons to say about these scenes as well. Okay. okay. But notably, we are not talking about the the earlier scenes. We talked about Agnes. Um, we talk about going back in to see Agnes in the castle, and there's some hex shapes and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we have this whole conceit that what Agatha wants is to understand how Wanda has done this, and the way that she's going to do this is to drag Wanda back through her trauma. Mm-hmm. And the extent to which the show is just like, yeah, that's a cool way of doing this, <laughs> really irritates me. And I, and I, and I don't... I, I think it might just be me. I have read quite a bit of, of people getting so much out of this, and I really don't want to take any of that away from anyone. And I'm really glad that people feel um, that it's on so well. And I think that there are scenes as Laura describes, which I think are wonderful um, and a happy result of this. It takes us somewhere really great. Mm. But I have such a, an issue 
with Agatha just being like, but how did you do it? Like, show me how you did the trick. Now let's go back to when your parents exploded. Like, now you have to go and live through that because I'm telling you you do because Mm. I want to know how you did it. Mm. And I really fully dislike that as a kind of opening the door I I don't like it as a motif I don't like it as a suggestion of this is how we're going to do it and I saw one of the writers saying um, that it was really important for them to to spend time in Wanda's grief and and Mm -hmm. I do understand that that is much of the point of the show but I just found it odd (laughs) I, I found it very strange particularly I think but but it's probably says more about me that the scenes I found particularly strange were this awful MCU version of Pietro and Wanda's childhood and volunteering for experimentation um both of which you know they they sort of try and make them kind of more interesting um but my goodness I just have such an issue with taking these characters and just taking them away from the fundamental building blocks of who they are um that make them the characters they are and <laughs> but those those are scenes which uh, which um align with the MCU Wanda and Pietro stories we've already been told these things in Ultron I just really hoped that we were going to retcon them and say, you know what, that was a really stupid thing to do. That that I wasn't a good. No, but I did think that they had a way to do it here, and and I think until this episode, there was a way. Uh, and I think there is already a retcon with saying that it was her nascent witch powers that saved them. It's not really a real retcon. It's not it a fundamental change. It doesn't change yeah. what we've been told. Mm. We've just been told some more. We've been mm-hmm. given more detail, I suppose, versus. Mm. Um, you know, they weren't radicalised by a, a stock bomb and what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see them rewriting any MCU. What I do see them doing is trying to rehabilitate things, which I think is what they're doing mm-hmm. here with Ultron. And they did similarly with um, the second Thor movie through Endgame. Suddenly, mm-hmm. what before had been a, we don't really need to watch that one anymore. Um, if you're doing, you know, doing a whole watch, well, now in order to understand Endgame, you, you might want to catch up on it. Mm. I didn't believe Agatha when she said that. I I thought Agatha was guessing when Agatha said you used a probability hex. I thought she was just guessing. I thought she was speculating on how it was that Wanda didn't die. I, I suppose it's. I don't think it's answered um, definitively either way. But it's more that. But I, I think. Mix. I think that she wants there to be this inbuilt power in mm. Wanda that I'm not completely certain is there i mean you know yes she's the only person who's survived her encounter with the stone as a volunteer so there is obviously something but i yeah i i didn't buy that it that agatha was right about that i i think agatha's motives for this might be slightly subtly different than than I think the way you're coming at it there was um again in rewatching it there's a moment in episode 2 where they're going to see dotty and Agnes stops and starts telling her, she's setting up how important Dottie is. Mm. She's the big cheese around here, yet you need to win her over. And uh, Wanda makes a comment along the lines of, so I should just be myself. Yeah. And, and Ag- Ag- Agnes, Agatha, arguably, pauses, and, and she breaks character ever so slightly for, for just a few seconds and looks at her. 
And then comes back with the wise crack of, oh, you know, but not so much. Don't be yourself so much. This sort of thing. She sees that it's still part of the sitcom. And that I, I found really weird watching it. I'm like, that's that's really strange. That's, you know, a moment I didn't pick up on before. There was a line when she says, when she's talking to her about all this, she says, she was so patient waiting for you to reveal your true self. What She wants to know how she did it, but she she absolutely believes there is something bigger here. There is, this is a person of significance, a thing of significance I, she that she's trying to... She wants to be to... that. She, she wants to believe that Wanda is... It's it's that kind of MCU thing about how, you know, a lot of the heroes are heroes because they were made, not because they were born. Mm. And I, I think that that's what we're looking at here well, in is, a sense. Is it, though, if they're saying... Cause, because to start with, before WandaVision, my understanding of um, Wanda is that she was absolutely made because mm. she was experimented on by Hydra with the um, Mind Stone. But if what they're actually saying is that, well, she she was born with some ability, which then was hyped because of the Mind Stone. So if anything, aren't we actually going back to born? I, think I, I didn't think saying that's both. what they were saying. I, I thought they were sort of opening it up and I thought they were giving us... Um, People trying to understand Wanda, but I think that one of the most interesting things about Wanda is that Wanda doesn't really understand herself because she is not specifically interested in her power in and of itself. And I think that unlike certain superheroes, it isn't who she is. And that's one of the things that I really loved about this episode. And I mean, the the combination of it is just where everything kind of pours out of her, literally. And that's when I cried. Um, like a lot every time because I thought that was incredible and I think the idea that she doesn't really understand how it works and what she's doing and I do think you know as you're going through you see her kind of doing things and it doesn't always work or it goes a bit wrong but it's not funny it's it's annoying it's like when you drop something and you don't know why it's happened and then when she starts to kind of lose her grip literally on on the hex and everything in it she is just it's very fragile it's very tenuous and i think that that's her relationship with her power as well as with the world that she's created um and i i really like how those threads kind of run all the way through but i did feel like agatha was constantly guessing and trying to tell wanda what her history meant trying to interpret it for her and wanda's just like no no not that but but you can see that she doesn't know either mm. and she is starting to question things about herself on the way and it, and it is an undoing of her and I, I think it I wonder if it was supposed to be uncomfortable, I don't know, I haven't seen anyone sort of saying <laughs> that it was massively uncomfortable to see someone being pulled through their trauma for mechanisms <laughs> I think if it had just been, but I don't so are you saying that you feel that this show condones what Agatha's doing. I, th- yeah, Agatha, if this was a goodie, you know, like I, said, I think Agatha may end up being a bit more complicated than just being evil. But I think she's more that way at the moment. Um, but you know, we've got here, at least at the moment, the villain of the piece is dragging her through her trauma, and the only reason that Wanda is doing it is, at least at the beginning, is because Agatha has her children. So this is and is is threatening them if she doesn't do it. So you know, I don't think this is like necessarily the the MCU or the show saying. Well, I, I, 
I don't know if I mean it quite like that, but I do think it's that it's that approach. Oh, you need to be there. You need to go through this. It's that specific sort of approach to therapy that, that some people have. Oh, you know, you need to really go and live through it again and revisit it and talk to your younger self and do these very specific things, many of which are very beneficial for many people and all power to them. However, someone's not just nicked their kids and said, by the way, you have to go and confront some of the worst points in your life because actually I want to know how you did it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, th- I don't think necessarily Alcatha is that invested in wonder healing. No, she she, oh, she's not magic, at all, but I, I think... Hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's a really, I suppose because it's a short episode in a way, you know, when when you are given this mm. much, this slice of this much emotion to deal with, sort of the outcome of it is up here. And it's, it's a bit like when you have sort of somebody explaining something, it's a bit like when you've got kind of Jimmy coming in and saying, oh, well, you know, it's like this because of this and this thing's over here. It's a bit like, well, we just had to, have somebody do the something so we could walk wander through this because that's what we want to see and I would argue that I didn't necessarily <laughs> I'm very pleased I saw it I feel I know wander a lot better now there are some bits I could skip but I did want to see the bits in in the show I did want to see the circumspect rest of WandaVision what do you mean? so all the scenes that take place in the time frame that we've seen so far so the stuff with with vision's mm. body um the the section um the stuff with the house yeah. you know how how it started um i i just loved it i loved it very very deeply i thought she was wonderful is agatha actually agatha all along has been poking wonder to try and get her to come out of this fantasy is she trying by pushing her through this trauma is she trying to create the same event as we saw when Wanda created Westview, that massive explosion of the magic, so that she can feed off it. You know, we saw that's what she did with the witches at the beginning. Is she the yo magic feeding off magic? And what she needs is for Wanda to do a, you know, to hit the grief level again, that she has sort of this magic explosion so that Agnes can, can feed off it. You know, she this is why she's pressing her through her trauma. I, I'm not sure, but that's, I think, because I'm in this theory of she wants to know who she is. She wants to know, is this an ally, an enemy, someone who can teach her, someone she needs to teach? It's I, For me, it comes across as more about the person than the power, although the power is the reason she's interested in the person, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I quite dug it as a, I need to understand you. And, and, you know, I've been patient, but now I'm not playing your game. You're going to play my game. And we're going to go through all these, and and I I think it worked as a as a very modern storytelling device. You know, I I think I might have said that this show reminds me of Lost at times. <laughs> Lost. I was gonna say if this had been a Lost episode, <laughs> Lost did exactly this thing, and and in some ways Lost invented this thing of having flashbacks throughout an episode, throughout a series, that gave you more information about a character, and then once upon a time did exactly this except with fantasy which is great and then arrow did exactly that thing by basically having two arrow overdid it arrow absolutely overdid it but it had two timelines running but one timeline informed the other in the same way as lost this kind of thing and and these are you know high examples of it but many shows have been doing that there is a way of telling one division by having some of these stories we've seen in one episode told throughout the series and i think they are less impactful and less awkward uncomfortable 
if you do it that way, but it still gives you that same information. But I think having them all at once and going, wow, we actually understand Wanda's story in a way that everyone, not everyone, everyone's a bit far. A lot of people have complained about in the past. The whole her and Vision thing, which was a scene in Civil War, maybe two scenes in Civil War, and then a scene in Infinity War, sort of didn't encapsulate the strength of that relationship. There, there was dissonance there. And some of this with her grief over her brother and so on. So... I, th I think it worked to finally deliver on that promise they've always had, whether the execution was quite right or not. Maybe. The whole bit with Agatha at the beginning and the blue turning to purple and so on, it really reminded me of Doctor Strange because that's part of his origin story about forbidden knowledge and power and discovering it and becoming more. Um, you know, in a misogynistic world where she gets put on trial for discovering more and he gets given the key to the kingdom. <laughs> Probably not the point they're trying to make here. It did make me think, who who was it, which of you was it, who was saying that um, we might see Agnes as this additional character who comes yeah. with us now? It did make me think that this whole episode really, I felt, elevated her. And, and given the, the way her magic is demonstrated and spells and so on is is so reminiscent of where we've seen magic elsewhere in this universe and, and he's even talked about keeping a list of people he needs to keep an eye on it would be amazing if Agatha was not on that list so you know we've now got a very strong link there but in terms of the styling it reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy the whole thing of like her being bombarded and then gradually gaining control over it and, and having control of other people and and there was a moment of it Oh, I think the moment with the Mind Stone later on, which again reminded me, it was just, they absolutely styled it like they've done similar sorts of things before. The Mind Stone, but yeah, actually, now you mention it, that does, mm. that does ring a bell. Which I quite appreciate. Like, I, I like when you're watching it and it puts you in mind of something else that did something well. You go, ah, oh, they've, they, you know, they've got a strong team putting all these together. So we started getting into all the flashback stuff. Do, do we want to dive into anything of their, the childhood, the story that we had been told and now we're being shown? Is this where you have a prop problem, Abby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go on. Is it around DVDs? <laughs> what year is this? Ninety nine. Yeah. And you, so so it's nineteen ninety nine, and there's a Malcolm in the Middle DVD. Mm -hmm. no, is there? Yep. And when did Malcolm in the Middle come out? On DVD, two thousand and two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even. It wasn't even broadcast by ninety nine. I know. So so I think there are two things behind this. On the one hand, it could be a production mistake, and we're not meant to pay too much attention to it, so fine. On the other hand, Wanda's an unreliable narrator, and things you see on screen, you cannot trust what you are seeing, because they are demonstrating that through the use of DVDs that cannot exist at that time. It was actually a giant thing of VHSs, but she, we can't trust what we see from Wanda's perspective. <laughs> I, did, I did come up with an enormous conspiracy in my mind that works perfectly. <laughs> That, um, in fact, what we're seeing is a completely unreliable version of what happened to Wanda. And that those aren't her parents, by the way. Um, and and that there is more going on here. And I'm still holding out until the last episode. <laughs> I mean, that could be true, because uh, mm. there was the theory before, wasn't there, that the people in the, the two in, people in the adverts were actually mm. her parents. And those weren't these actors. So, maybe. Hmm. There was no advert. I found I missed the advert this week, actually. Yeah, I don't it. think we're going to be getting them now. We're out of sitcom land. Oh, you think that's it for sitcom land? Oh, I think that's it for sitcom uh, 
No, sorry. Not, no, because obviously Agatha and Wanda are still in Westview. I'm not saying it's not it for sitcom Westview, but I think sitcom trappings. Mm. No, I think they're still in the hex. We're still going to see them in the hex, but um, I don't think we're going to see it within a sitcom format. Oh, sorry. I Yeah, I think it's going to stay all silent because we've still got that moment of this is our home, we need to defend it. I don't know. I th- I'm thinking trailer lies. Yeah, I wonder if that I is, is a trailer line. here to here at the moment. And then back in the, the Halloween Flickering stuff. Flickering through, maybe some kind of... You know how uh, like the game's changed in the kids' yeah, hands? Yeah, maybe. Sidebar, I saw two children today who looked exactly like Wanda's children and it really freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> really, like I was just staring at the outfits, aren't they? I mean, that tra- that trailer moment, they're wearing what they're mo- wearing at the moment in the show. So it is. Uh, I think it's about to come when Vision... No, they're in the Halloween outfits. Oh, you've just watched it, aren't you? Because you're giving a flat face. <laughs> you just watched the trailer. <laughs> I mean, you can, tr- you can trust me, but... <laughs> You would, you did say it with such surety. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. They're in the Halloween outfits. I think you should go and no, check. No, it's fine. <laughs> we'll just leave that to one side. But yeah, I, I I, feel like there has to be, surely there has to be some more wonder and vision in Westview in a meaningful way. Because, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we, we know that moment's still in there. Um, and bits of them flying and probably fighting. We, I mean, yeah, we need... After, let's say, Hex Vision um, has had the revelation of what happened to Wanda before and him, as far as he's aware, because he doesn't actually know what he is. I think we have to have some kind of scene with him and Wanda where he's now sort of realised at least some of what she's been through. Obviously, he's not Mm. watched the the trauma parade that we've had. Yeah, I mean, after speaking to Darcy, he did make a comment about, I never realised what she'd been through. Exactly. mm, Um, mm. And so I I think... I think it would be remiss not to have something like that with the two of them. Mm. I mean, I'm hoping we're getting a bumper episode because how the hell they're going to fit everything in. I'm thinking we might get an hour for the final one. Yeah, I've seen headlines of leaks reveal extra long episode or something okay. and, and other leaks reveal images and toys are revealing things oh, and so on. God. So desperately trying to mute everything that appears. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope it's a fairly sizable episode because it does feel like there's so much to do and Again, I really like the focus and the difference and and the styling of this episode in a sense for its different sort of things. And like Matthew says, like the reminiscence of other popular kinds of show that we haven't previously seen. It Mm. makes me think of of episode four even more as a tribute to kind of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shows and that sort of thing in itself. Like it really is encapsulating a lot about television, which reminds me of another point, which is just about kind of when Agnes... Agatha is saying, you know, all these things about kind of having having all these characters and these worlds and playing with it, and that's magic. And you just think, well, that's a little homage to TV, isn't it? Um, mm. In those words. But there really is so much to do, and it was a bit strange not having Jimmy and Darcy and Monica. I mean, after everything with Monica in the last episode, now I'm thinking, well, actually, maybe that was kind mm. of her point, and now we're going to get her in, in other things. I would hope we'll see her in the finale. I mean, I'm sure we'll see her. Hmm. But we need to wrap up her and Fietro. So, yeah. oh yeah, Fietro. yeah. So yeah, fake yeah. Pietro. Disappointment. Does this mean Evan Peters was pure stunt casting? I don't know yet. Still, I mean, the thing is, there was there's him, and then there's the Nexus advert, 
Because this is why I feel there has to be something else that's going to be happening in the finale. Well, she had to pull him from somewhere. Exactly. And she didn't, although he was fake Pietro, it was, I took that more as he was fake MCU Pietro, not a, you know, random man who I made to look a bit like him. But what she was saying now makes me think, you know, Abby, you were talking about the um, the mid credit scene from the previous episode. Mm. What everything that Agatha was talking about, you know, she was so amazed at Wanda's ability to have, you know, magic on autopilot, etc., that that's making me think that now we've got Pietro back, at least in control of his abilities. Because my understanding is from what Agatha said that she had basically possessed him. So it was Agatha having those conversations with Wanda, but in Pietro's body. It did sound like that, but it it was almost as if she didn't know that he was Pietro that that he turned up and said he was Pietro but as far as Wanda was concerned it wasn't as far as the audience is concerned it is but the Mm. way Agatha talked about it was very ambivalent it felt quite purposefully Mm -hmm. ambivalent again actually yeah it is a bit weird isn't it because she was saying she had to pull she had to use this Pietro because Wanda's actual brother's body was on another continent and filled with holes. Mm. I mean, the filled with holes, yes, that is problematic, getting around. But the fact it's on a different continent, if you can pull someone from another verse, suggests that, um, no, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a real shame if it's stunt casting. Mm. I think it's quite disappointing. But, I know we're jumping about all over the place, but there is potential here that... Um, Marvel have been trolling us massively in so many ways um, that maybe that's just another trolling. You know, if I, I'm now completely, I have no idea if someone else is going to turn up, you know, as far as a, a, a Mephisto or what have you. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you could describe Marvel as slightly devilish about this, couldn't you? Yes. You know, frankly. Because, yeah, and, and, then, and then there's whole Bettany talking about this guy he really wants to work with. Which, the more I re- go back and read that quote, the more I think it is. Because he talks about there being this amazing <laughs> chemistry and there were fireworks. And just, that is a very Paul Bettany thing to say, <laughs> I think. I, I would not at all be surprised if that's what it is. So so that then makes me think, oh, I think they might now have been trolling us with all these devil drops and what have you. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't care anymore because, like I no. said, the emotion of this one made me eat my words from before. That it's poor writing if they don't actually uh, deliver. I think that the Marvel metaverse is so enormous. I mean, look at what they're doing with with Tom Holland and Spider Man and the title release and all these things. It's it's really so many layers now, and you know the actors are very versed in in how promotion goes and mm. how you make the internet do a thing. So hmm. yeah, so it was. It, it's really interesting how many hints they gave, uh, uh, and I think they've sat down and gone right. We're going to do a weekly show. We want there to be lots of conversation. Let's make sure we thread it with stuff to have conversation about. Lots of red herrings. Yeah. Mm. Well, Interesting. Yeah, red herrings. But well, we don't know yet. Mm. We mm. won't know until the end. What I do really like is that we've got one episode left and anything could happen in mm. it, but we've already had so much. And I think mm. that if you think back to kind of what we were saying at the beginning in episode one and two and we hope we're not over investing and we hope there's fun to be had on the way and we hope we don't feel silly i don't feel silly for having enjoyed all these yeah, things it's been I, good. I feel very validated for being invested mm. in this 
and, and I've enjoyed watching them all over again and picking up on small things and going, you know, especially when you go back to the beginning and you watch it with the thought of, that's Agatha. That's not someone under control. So everything she does, I have to assume, is her doing it for a reason. There are some very interesting small moments so in there. what else and have you got? Well, well I wonder if, if, like, the way she is quite remorseful about the children growing up, is there a story about her children somewhere in here? I, I have no idea if the character has mm. fictional children or something about that. You know, does she want to abduct the children? Is that what's going to happen here? Um, things like her and Herb, which we, you know, we sat here speculating about what's the secret of Westview? What's actually going on? What did the doctor hint at? What it is, is her trying to turn people against Monica because she knows Monica's not quite right as well, mm. somehow. And and when you watch Monica, uh, and Monica does have, I think we talked about it, like this moment of lucidity, yeah. moment of clarity, of, hang on, Pietro, Ultron, that was a thing. And Wanda's reaction is slightly strange to her, where she starts talking about, you know, how are you, who are you, you shouldn't be here. It's like, no, this is just someone you've put in the hex, effectively. Mm. It's it's a it's a really interesting difference than watching it through the first time and going oh she's a secret agent and she's the one who knows exactly what's going on and it's all spy things and yeah it's good mm. yeah and there's still no Agent Franklin yeah I've written him off no his that's true dead, 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 dead. funny if it was Agent Franklin all along <laughs> do you think there are any more reveals do you think there are any more layers yes, or yes, is yes. this it I you think, think? That, I think there is. Um... I now God knows whether Mephisto's turning up or not. I think if he is, he turns up right at the end and it's then, I mean, even like a mid-credit sting mm. and then that's for the future. There's just that, the the shot they did of the book makes me think there just is something else. Um, the the creepy book. But Dotty, 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 Dotty. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm now moving away from her being Mephisto, but I think she's something. Is she another witch? Okay. Mm. Is she going to be a good witch that then comes to... I, I don't know. But, I mean, I had no idea White Vision was coming. So that completely <laughs> blew me away. I, I had not clocked, of course, Cataract White Vision. That's very good, actually. <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, Dottie's interesting because she might be nothing. It might just absolutely be because, because that's an actor we know so well. In the same way, Deborah Jo Rupp is always in the credits. She's, do you know, I... I noticed that as well, and I was like, "That agent is impressive." Whether she's yeah. in the episode or not, she is one. Of, and there's not like there's a lot of credits either. It's like four, five people. No. Exactly, but uh, to the extent it's like, Deborah drove up something. Oh, do you? She's think? a thing. I, I have no, I have no idea. It could be the next episode. Wonder and Vision get back together. They have to fight Sword and White Vision, and Pietro and Monica have a similar fight and. Everyone wins in the end. But it could be this person's working for this person and this person helps them do this thing and it's all nothing we expected. Great. Because we did see Deborah Jo Rupp in the pre-Hex Westview, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We didn't see Dottie. Mm. I do have a meta reason as to why I think Dottie... Do you want me to share or do we think that's spoiler? No, sure. As we're recording a little later than we normally do in the week, um, I did cave and I did listen to another podcast. Um, and this is a big fancy podcast that has interviews with people, <laughs> with uh, the cast. And they had done an interview with Emma Caulfield, but were then told to hold it until the following Ooh. week, which they didn't oh. comment on. They just said, oh, we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have our, our Emma Caulfield episode um, interviewed this week. 
um, because they've suggested perhaps it's better after the finale, which... Okay. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So she's going to die needlessly with a sword for her shoulder. God, I hope oh, not. no. I really hope not. Oh, I don't think any of us could take that, could we? No, 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 no. Oh, mentioning other witches. I, I had been sort of ignoring the blue nature of the hex. I think, Laura, maybe you mentioned it at one point. Like, oh, it's blue and shouldn't it be red? And we sort of kind of we didn't do anything on it. We thought it might be something to do with Pietro speeding up, Pietro's blue... Stuff speeding, stuff yeah, it could, could yeah. have been many things. Mm. At Ramalosh, bookish runner on Twitter, did say like, "How come no one is talking about the blue thing?" When I, yeah, you know, I've been going on about hex guns a lot, and she's like, "Why is no one talking about the blue thing?" And I'm, you know, I've been a little dismissive with it's it, it, implying a TV signal. It's something along those lines. We saw blue powers in the witches. Yeah, the witches who were stood in an octagon, if not a circle. Um, so that was not a hexagon thing, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had blue powers, and then the hex is blue until that first time that Wanda emerges from it mm-hmm. and has a go at them, which that is slightly weird to watch when we're saying that she doesn't remember what happened, but she knows to go out and have a go at sword and then go back in. Fine, fine. She knows the hex exists. She doesn't necessarily know how it started, but she's quite happy mm. with what's going on. Thank you very much. Hmm. Okay. I find I just just a little bit strange that one, but that's that's the point at which the hex starts turning red, and then it goes more red when she expands mm. it. So maybe the blue is going to be a thing, and it is actually about there are other witches casting runes to stop her doing this to the world or something. Mm-hmm. It's a Doctor Strange thing because his his power has no color particularly. It's green because of the Infinity Stone, but that's about and it. An orange. And orange for the swirly whirlies. Yeah, they probably have a name, don't they? Swirly Wellers, fine. Magic tunnels, magic holes. Who knows? So, what else have we not touched on that we should be touching on? I just really want to talk about how great Elizabeth Olsen is and how glad I am that it's her and (laughs) how much she does with so little and how I really enjoyed her consistent portrayal of her sadness Mm. and Mm. how much I miss her and Vision being together in the Hex world, it's been a while now. And when we had that scene with them in the Avengers complex, which was exquisite, mm. like really something, mm. even if it had sort of bits and pieces that felt, you know, <sighs> less so, but I thought it had so many things that were just wonderful. And I just thought, you know, you're such a nice couple. I just want it to be okay. <laughs> just so <laughs> many feelings. That scene really made me believe the relationship mm-hmm. because it's been mm-hmm. it's been charming mm. in the Wonder Vision world and um, and we, I think very early on we talked about being a romantic story and that being unusual mm. in, in the MCU that uh, romance a true romance as opposed to um, epic or, or I think you said Sparks and Snark which I mm. love I've never heard that before um, that we see normally. But I knew all of that was false because it's in Wonder Vision, or false, you know, it was a, a, a mm-hmm. creative reality. But then seeing them together in this scene mm. was just, and I fell in love with Vision a little bit, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> and, mm. and I mean, it's the line that everyone's been talking about, but um, mm-hmm. the the it's the writing which I have to give credit to Laura Donny, mm. um, who wrote the line um, of "What is grief if not love persevering." But also Paul Bettany's delivery of it. I am very, very fortunate touching everything wood around me that I have not suffered grief beyond grandparents who I lost when I was quite young, 
from death, but you know, grief of long-term relationships ending and, and that kind of thing. So I bits, but thankfully I've not suffered in the way other people have. But even so, the description of the waves, waves of tiredness coming over her, and then then this this beautiful delivery. He says it, mm. and then he just looks back to the TV. You know, I think other productions would potentially have him saying that, looking into our eyes, and then there's a big meaningful look, and, and the music swells, and but he just kind of drops this bomb, and then goes back to the TV, and then laughs at, at the at the sitcom, and I just, I just, sort of and she it. doesn't really do anything with it either. It's the quietness of their relationship and that yeah. that's the goal for them it's it isn't huge gestures and enormous set pieces the mm. the calm and the quiet and togetherness is the love i just love that mm. for them and i i enjoy that as something to see on television i i'm surprised how new it still feels but it really mm. does doesn't it and well, i think yeah. it feels really new in something like this yeah. you know i'm you know indie projects and etc then yeah i'm sure there's there's plenty but something of Mm. this scale um and and reach because it's got the the marvel machine behind it and also because it's really good but you know there's lots of great projects out there that don't get seen by as many people because they don't have the machine so to have this to have just people listening and connecting with each other and to show that that a sentence can be so much because I, i can't imagine anyone didn't at least think oh that's good you know, as a minimum. <laughs> We've all shared the, the thread that mm. Laura Donnie tweeted. I told a therapist once that my trauma defined me. She said, no, it shapes you. Uh, it was paramount to the rights of WandaVision to not just look at where Wanda's been, but to spend time with her there, to give space and voice to her grief, to her loss, to watch her take shape, which in itself. But then there's this thread of so many comments underneath, and they are heartbreaking slash hopeful slash just all of these people saying how much that scene, but particularly mm. that line of what is grief, if not love, persevering, how it affected them, made them understand themselves better, you know, knew what to say to 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 uh, someone else who's going through it, and it just the impact something like that can have when it has this reach and is of that quality. I just think it's amazing. And I feel like that line was almost the pitch as well. And and I think to to show Vision coming from Wanda after that and to see that the kind of, I suppose, the perseverance of love in mm. one sense. And I think it's also really important to remember everything else we've seen about Westview up until this point, which is that Wanda's got them and everything is bad um, <laughs> for everyone else. But to see what, what kind of, what extreme love and heartfelt, grief it came from yeah i just think it puts us in such an interesting place that there were a couple of interesting bits on it just just as an aside there was a dolly parton christmas film called christmas on the square which which had a line which i I only remember because man we did it for pop culture deprived and mandy loved it and and called it out that grief is love with nowhere to go Mm. which is along the same lines and made me think of the same things like that that is again a nice way to think about it Again, I hadn't picked up on it, but grief is the description Monica gives when she's being debriefed after the after coming out of the hex. She talks about it's like drowning or being yeah. crossed by grief. And I'd completely missed it. It's almost a throwaway line, but it's like, 
wow, that is that thing. It's interesting that the grief is obviously linked so tightly to Wanda because, again, they've been so ambiguous about she's in my head, all I can hear is her, yeah. but they've never said Wanda except for Monica. So, again, there's a slight implication that it could be Agatha is in everyone's head or something, but I think we are now leaning into, no, it is just Wanda all the time. They've just been ambiguous for the sake of being ambiguous. Yeah, I think they've wanted to keep us guessing, haven't they? Because those tricksy, insidious, perfidious whatevers. I'm I'm really curious about how much Wanda understands about what's happened, and I, I think her sort of inability to process things was very much a feature of this episode. And when Wanda's been questioned... She does genuinely not seem to know. She has elements of control, but there are things that she doesn't know and understand. And I think a lot of it is she doesn't really know how it's happened and kind of certain elements of what happened on the way. It's, you know, like like if you are going through very extreme things, you can't really process everything else at the same time. You mm. can't really remember what you did last week. You can't necessarily remember what brought you here. There'll be bits and pieces and things you can hyper-focus on, but elements are definitely missing and I think that looking at her entire portrayal in that light really really works I think mm. I think it's um so yeah I think this episode was really something and that and mm. overall I really like it and I just wish a few things were different um but given that they're not <laughs> it's it's pretty exciting just just do the the last scene with Agatha with the children on the strings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? Mm-hmm. How do you mean? It was it was an interesting tableau. <laughs> it does seem a weird yeah, you know, so now she's got the answer. Yeah, that wasn't what I was necessarily expecting to see when she mm. snapped her way out of the uh, out of the studio. I, I, I have a number of thoughts. I mean, you you both know that I think that witch does not look like Catherine Hahn. So I think that then maybe that's going to be a thing, but maybe that's just me because I can't, don't recognize faces very well. I suspect she couldn't hurt those children even if she wanted to. Ooh. So I think that's going to be our kind of get out clause for it. But I think there is a lot, not a lot. I think there is more to come about what the magic is because we have an aspect of vision in the hex was created of wonder the same way as the children were created of wonder. So is he? now actually fully functioning as long as he's with her and she's controlling him, a bit like the snowman in Frozen. Um, as long as he has his own flurry. I like that. And are the children the same? Are they? Is this why we talk about Nexus beings and being in the Nexus? Because she's a such a significant individual herself. Mm. And she has created all these people. What I find interesting, as you're saying that, is the Agatha talked about this chaos magic mm-hmm. that Wanda has, and and the fact that she is the Scarlet Witch. Which obviously I've known she's been the Scarlet Witch all along, but one the sorry it's a sidebar, but but one the revelation of the image in the in the stone, and two Agatha actually saying, "You're the Scarlet Witch." I gasped both times. <laughs> I gasped, and I don't know why because. <laughs> We knew it was coming. They foreshadowed it so I, I really hard. want Agatha yeah, to be like, and I'm the Violet Witch, and they're the Azure Witch, <laughs> something like the that. The Azure Witch. I really oh. wanted to get into slightly abstract colour names for everything. Brilliant. <laughs> the Azure Witch. Because, by the way, violets are not blue. 
Why was I saying that? I was saying that because... Oh, yeah. So the chaos magic mm. that we were talking about. Um, so this is the idea that... Um, and, and the Scarlet Witch can create from, from nothing, almost. Which is... That works, then, outside the hex for um, Monica's clothes. Mm. But it doesn't work at all for Vision. And it's not just that Vision... You know, it's not just oh, well the clothes aren't uh, you know animated. You know, Vision's physically falling apart as he comes out mm. of the hex. And we thought perhaps that was because well his body is in pieces, but this isn't the body. So I would understand if he came out the hex and therefore was no longer alive because the trousers aren't alive as far as we know. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but despite being narrative trousers, yes, I, I don't really understand the rules. I think we should prepare ourselves that we may not by the end of this. No, no, I, yeah, <laughs> just, I know. Just, just in case, because I remember with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not everything fell into place. No. Which which is not necessarily a bad thing. Hmm. No, but I suppose it, it does, it's more a case than how does that pertain to the children? Yeah. Mm. Can they survive outside, mm. the, outside the hex or not? Mm. Oh. Be interesting to find out. Are we just stuck with a hex ever, forever, like some kind of spare country in Marvel? Well... Well, she has given everyone better jobs, better lives than we saw before, more interesting lives, better haircuts, as Vietra said, just with an overwhelming sense of grief. If she could fix that, this might not be a bad place to go, and this would give us season two that's all about sitcoms, frankly. Mm. Can I tell you my word of the week? Yes. Pardon. (laughs) From when he laughed (laughs) at Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. No, no, it's oh. it's it's um vision. Yeah, when if you've met, when when they're sitting on the bed in the yeah, complex. that's what I meant. Yeah, he laughed hmm. at Malcolm in the middle. Oh, was it Malcolm in the middle? Yeah, that they were watching. Oh, and I had then no he idea. Said pardon afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just adorable. Yeah, like I said, I think I fell in love with him there. Is that Malcolm in the middle? It did. It looked yeah. much yeah, older than that. Yeah. That's weird. Well, then it would have made sense to have the DVD. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, unreliable narrator, because even the stuff that we've seen, you see Ag- Agnes, Agatha, all the time that she's in that car and she does not glare at the screen and, and you know, blow a kiss at the screen while she's preparing to talk to Vision. So, Speaking of things, things are different than we see. Like one of my favourite things is the reflection of, Agne- of Agatha mm-hmm. and Wanda in the television when Wanda is watching the television in that room that she's in. Very night M night M Shyamalan. Uh, yeah. He loves his reflections. It's got that sort of thing to it. Yeah, it's nice. Just kind of again getting all these little bits from mm. from television. You know, but again, it really is harnessing all of our favourite television tips and tricks, including bad props. Anyway, does anyone want to lay down any predictions, any thoughts, anything they want to see in the next one? One word as one liners. Yeah, because I'm well known for them. Um. I think Dottie, something's going to happen to Dotty. Something. Mm-hmm. Um, we may see a Mephisto, but it's. I don't think it's going to be as big a deal as we thought it was going to be. It's going to be set up for the future. Like a Thanos turn and smile yeah, at Canberra or something. Think, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. See, yeah, some, they do something with the book and then he appears. Mm-hmm. She appears. And then, you know, big battle, wonder, white vision, vision. I could see Agnes potentially turning because it's for her own good and fighting white vision if needed. Mm-hmm. But my big fear is that it's going to get even more emotional if White Vision doesn't know who Wanda is. Oh no. Or knows who Wanda is <laughs> yeah. but doesn't yeah. love her. I mean if this is just another way for Wanda to have to kill Vision. <laughs> well, but could she kill whatever's in White Vision and put Hex 
vision in there, and then he can leave the hex. This is what we're daily hoping. That's that's my thought on it. That yeah. that would be that would be good. That would mm. be nice. It's, especially if he then has James Spader's voice as well. Yeah, I've seen, you said that you thought Spader was definitely done with the MCU. Definitely done with James, but James Spader's voice is amazing, so I'll take it whenever it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, any predictions? Anything you want to shout out? I just want to see Magneto, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you at some time in the future of the MCU, we will probably see a Magneto. Oh gosh, I wish you could. <laughs> there, there would at least be a magnet on screen at some point. <laughs> It'd be the letter O, won't it? I bet if you go back, there's an O on the fridge and that's it. And that... <laughs> I bet there was. That's going to be it. I'm going to go back and find that in those credits. I bet one of those was an O. <sighs> so it's, it's brutal. But yes, um, I just hope it's good. I'm sure it'll be good, but I, I feel pretty good so far. It's been a lot of highs and lows but the highs are very high mm-hmm. and and very very good very good yeah. so yeah i i was pleased that it holds up for a rewatch and a rewatch over three days i'm looking forward to doing mm. that that's that's my mm-hmm. mission between now and friday mm. Mm. it's gonna be good so let's come back let's see next week if the cerulean witch takes on the scholar witch <laughs> who knows uh <laughs> If you if if you do hear this before then and you want to give us your predictions or your thoughts of oh my god you guys predicted this and you said thing was right, uh, do hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. Laura, where can people find you? I'm at Laura Geeks Out. And Abby, where can people find you? At this AE show. Great. We'd look forward to hearing from everyone. We can't wait to see it. We will speak to you all next week. Please stand by. Mm-hmm.